You're listening to the Talker Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a review of Mobile Suit Gundam Shars Counterattack, or Kido Shinshi Gundam Gyakushu no Shar. Uh, this is a two-hour movie that uh, aired back in, or premiered back in March 12th, 1988, one year after Mobile Suit Gundam uh, Double Zeta. So, yeah. But yeah, this was uh, released by Sunrise and Nozomi Entertainment on DVD and Blu-ray. We got a Blu-ray copy from Nozomi Entertainment to review for y'all. And uh, yeah, it's, we're from otakuspirit.com. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our community on the forum link at the top. Social media links on the right side and all that good stuff. But yeah, we're finally concluding the story of Char and uh, Amuro. Almost forgot his name for a minute there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this one kind of kicked well, off. They didn't say his name as much as in the original show. Least, that so. is true. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that. I I just realized that it was not Amuno Amuno every two seconds. Uh, but yeah, this one is uh, done by Studio Sunrise, of course. It's an original, and the genres are military, sci-fi, space, drama, and mecha. And again, it's done by creator and director Yoshiyuki Tamano, who of course does all the Gundam stuff. Uh, but yeah, this one kind of kicked off right, and that was about uh, what was it? Four years after the events of Double Zeta, uh, of course, soft spoilers here because we're going to go into what takes place after Double Zeta, so you know. We're going to name some names so you know who's kind of missing whatnot. Uh, but this is following the events of the fight against Haman Karn and the Neo Zeon, and it comes, like, it jumps right into this movie, right into a battle between Amuro and Char. Char's back, and they're fighting over a, a big old asteroid that's being pushed into the Earth. And uh, didn't quite realize what was going on because, hey, Char's back suddenly because we didn't see him all of uh, all of Double Zeta. So that was kind of a, a shocker. Uh, but yeah, essentially what's taking place is that Char is now back. He's been in hiding for quite a long time during the whole period of time during Double Zeta when we were watching them fight Haman Karn. Char was building up his own army and now he's come to the limelight. He wants to basically create another... Uh, he wants to create a nuclear winter. 
He wants to drive mankind off of Earth by putting into a nuclear winter because he thinks they're destroying the Earth. And, of course, Amino and join with the uh, Earth Federation and the newly built, what was the name of them, London Bell, which is pretty much the new Titans. Uh, the new London Bell, they're fighting against Char to keep him from creating this nuclear winter and whatever plans that he has. So that's pretty much the premise that's set up. And like I said, yeah, I think jumping into this movie was a, was confusing as hell. And I grasped what they were kind of doing with Char because, I mean, Char's a very complicated character, and we went through basically an entire Mobile Suit Gundam season with him being the bad guy, but we knew that he didn't like the Zabi, so he was just basically trying to dismantle Zabi. And then the entire Zeta, where he was basically seemingly a good guy, and then disappearing and then coming back, and now he's a bad guy again. So it's like a, what, what side of the fence are you on kind of thing. And I, I think that kind of outlies my main frustration with this movie altogether and probably my I can I can give you several little things that kind of irk me like yeah quest is was annoying but I think my biggest issue overall that was an actual issue was probably in Char's portrayal because he I did I just don't think because we watched pretty much in order of the old stuff and we don't have really much to explain Char and yeah you get sprinkles here and there and there and here and there but he's a very complicated character who needs a little bit more explaining to kind of make sense. Yeah, at this point, you, you have to understand that we, you you have a, he's one of the characters that, uh, although you, you, you kind of have a feel of where he is generally in, in the mindset of where he is, you do generally get a kind of an idea of how he would react to certain situations. And the, and I don't know how, how to spoiler preference this, so do what you need to do on this. His, his situation with Lala in particular, which is kind of the main gist of his um, motivations in a lot of ways for this, this particular uh, show, movie um, along with his uh, a reaction to what he had decided involving uh, the main federation on earth his that is supposed to give you an idea of his motivations in this particular series but we also take into consideration his entire entire uh, portrayal in the Zeta and you have to be able to put yourself in this particular world. You have to understand what uh, Char's motivations are. And his motivations have already been clear through the entire show of Zeta. And going into this this new series, it's like, okay, something broke. And and it's not explaining that well. And, and you need that. And all through the movie, I felt like that was vastly under... under Although, like Andrew, like Andrew said, I agree. I I do get the general gist of what was going on in the world. I, I understand, okay, this is what we're doing here. This is what this faction's doing. I got all that, but Char was the one thing that I, I, didn't, I didn't get. Well, see, that's my problem is I understand it. It's just one of those things where I don't think it was well explained. Like, I can go and I can find... 
and that's really the issue. One of the main things that is a big issue right now is, of course, any Gundam fans probably going to say, yeah, you're you're preaching something that we've been talking about for 20 years or whatever. But the availability of the subplots that are written, like before they did uh, Char's counterattack, he they had actually had an entire book written for it. And then you have these side plots of like uh, something uh, Char's something demise. I, I don't really want to say the entire thing because then it would be kind of spoilery for what that book was kind of trying to write, even though it is the title and they kind of spoil it by the title. But there's all these little things that tell like my perspective. In the original Gundam, we got the perspective that he hates the Zabi family. They they did something wrong to him. And of course, that's probably all going to be explained whenever I get around to reading or watching Origins, because that tells his backstory and why he hates the Zabi. So we know that he hates the Zabi. But we know that he has a tie to the royalty of Zeon. And so now, when it went into Zeta, he's basically... They keep mentioning the idea of him running away. He's running away from his duty to be the probably the next Zeon leader. So he's constantly running away from that, and at the same time, he hates the Titans. He despises the Titans because they're going around and oppressing the Space Noids. And his whole thing has always been that he thinks the Space Noids are, you know, is where mankind needs to go. He's he's the one that found the idea of the new types. He wants mankind to come out of Earth and become the next evolution. And I thought he, his this, father did. But he's carrying on the basically the torch. Right. But... The idea is, though, that he's that he hates the Earth Federation because the Earth Federation's always putting all this onto the space noids. They're always, uh, uh, what's the word, um, bringing them down. And he hates their greed. He hates the Earth Federation leadership's greed. So that's the whole Zeta thing is him, him joining forces with the, uh, the Augs just to fight against the Titans. It's not necessarily that he liked the anybody in uh the earth federation which was a part of it was the augs he didn't like the augs i mean even well, with amaro with that, him they were kind of always that tension there i just don't think they portrayed it well enough so that's my whole thing is that even going into this and then of course you have the whole thing of him uh and that's again another story we never got is the story of when he went back to axis and and Haman Karn took over, and he was kind of pushed out. We never got that story, so now we're we're just going. Okay, now where has he been this entire time? Why is he with uh, the Ogs trying to fight against the Tatans? And then now suddenly he wants to. He's finally done, and he wants to take down. He wants to f- drive Earth and people off of Earth, and that's the whole thing of charge of attack. So I understand the whole story. It's just there's these like four or so sto- side stories that we never got or that we'll probably never get or I just have not read one yet. But in the context of I watched the original Mobile Suit, I watched Zeta, I watched ZZ, and then I watched Cars Counterattack, I don't think it's portrayed well enough to understand that. But I think if you understand that story, and I hope that some people will have, if you're in some weird position that you have not watched Counter- Stars Counterattack, but you watch ZZ, you'll now understand what you're going into. I didn't understand that going into it. I had to kind of piece it together myself, and then you finally start realizing it. Yeah, the, 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 him going against the Federation, I'm not too bugged by that. I, I kind of get it. I think that it was a little extreme, and that's a little bit far but for sure. somebody kind of pointed out, and I didn't really, I heard bits of it, but again, not portrayed well enough, that technically he told them that he's going to do it long before he did it, because he wanted them to evacuate the Earth. 
Hmm. He's not an evil guy, but he's willing to do what he needs to do to push people. And he's willing to have people bleed in his path or die in his path in order to push that. And see, that makes sense. If if Char was to go through that process, I, okay, that makes sense. Because I, it's, it seemed like Char wanting to mass murder people just is way out of his character, but... Yeah, he's a, he's a clever guy. He's a complicated guy, and it's just so much to kind of unravel, and it and it bites because that's like my second critique for this, this movie was the fact that it, it's breakneck speed. Like the pacing is to my in my opinion is just breakneck fast, but it sucks because you could have got all that stuff portrayed even at that speed. If you didn't mess with quests and bringing all these new characters in to mess with. This is a movie that's about Char and Amado. Why did we have to bring in these other side characters? Gosh darn it. Why did we have to bring in Bright Noah's son? <laughs> Please, why did you have to bring him in there? I, I despise the boy. Just, he needs to go away. Just go away He was forever. fine. No, Tell, he's not fine. Until Quest left. <laughs> he's not fine in any way, shape, or form. I will not have any redeeming aspects to that. And the fact they wrote a book for that boy, no, no, burn that book. You can you can bring over the other story that, I, that I'm complaining about that I'm not having here. Leave that one. He, his Hathaway's whatever story, that can go away. Just burn it. It's probably a really good book. I just, I don't... So I don't you like can Hathaway. handle Camille, but not this boy. Yeah, Camille was all right. <laughs> was all right. <laughs> he was really annoying everybody, at the beginning. <laughs> everybody looks really good right now. Compared to him. Yeah. No, it's funny because we've, we've gone through like all these these series and yeah, the writing is older or there's certain things they do that's like, wow, that felt really jarring. But it's just the writing in that age and t- time period is just a little bit different than writing they do now so it's a little bit jarring i've dealt with all of those really weird things people do the the mood swings that some of these characters have like right off the bat in mobile suit gundam we have like this this the first like face-to-face you have with bright and amuro was like a very jarring scene but he just accepted it because that's the writing back then no nothing prepared me for hathaway <laughs> nothing Nothing prepared, and of course, nothing prepared me for Quest. But well, you know, she's it, cute, it, it, so it, it works out alright. He's kind of the last in a in a long in, in a line of of uh, I I don't want to say main because Hathaway is not a main main pilot in any way, shape, or form. But it I do get this kick out of he's the latest in this long list of male protagonists in this series, and it's like. Now I get the the uh, one of our one of our friends on the forums has on the bottom of his things the principality of Mecca and down below it says where the teenagers are angsties or something like that and it's like <laughs> yes yes I I get it now I I totally get it I thought I thought Shinji was bad he's nothing on these guys I mean and like I I critique the fact they brought in a new cast because it took too much time away from some storytelling they could have done to explain Char better, but at the same time, you can also see that Quest being there kind of showed us that the, certain aspects of Char that hasn't changed. Like, he still does this. He still brings in... He still projects uh, Lala onto people. He still brings people under his fold. He still manipulates people. Yeah, he's st- it, he's definitely all those still, things are still in there. Yeah, he's still trying to be a puppet master. It, it, gave, it gave context to kind of what Char was doing, but it didn't give context to Char what Char was doing because 
you're seeing what he was doing, puppet mastering the the strings back behind everything, and and him manipulating quests and Nana Nanai was that her name, um, and some of the other characters yeah, that were around him in in the in the new Neo Zeon. I'm guessing is it's it's like the third level of Zeon right now <laughs> keeps evolving it keeps evolving but he he's now shifting into a, into more power positions in there so you can kind of assume that what he's been is he has been kind of cleaning up the ashes um behind glimmy and uh and and hum and karn and he's trying to clean which that automatically leads me to okay what's he doing with um with minerva um but you can tell that he's he's shifting in posi- in position of power back behind the scenes. So it is kind of cool to see that. And you needed Quest to go over there to see that. Yeah, I'm kind of curious what happened to Minerva. Because after at the end of ZZ, it was kind of like a, I was being manipulated. I'm not actually her. And it kind of just shuffled off to the side. And it's like, okay, I guess that that's gone for now until double ninety six or whatever. And I'm not quite sure exactly how that fits in. But I'll see whenever you watch that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this aside aside my my critiques, but still being my fascination with. I mean, that that's the key thing is that looking into all that stuff and realizing certain facets of it still shows me that this is a really interesting world. This is a really interesting story, and Char, as complicated as he is, is probably one of the most complicated characters I've ever really kind of seen in anime. I mean, there's some that I would probably, you know, point out as well. But Char is easily on top of my head is probably one of the most complicated quote-unquote villains i mean that that goes to show you the idea that somebody that you don't really see too much as a bad guy is probably is technically the best villains right is one that you can actually say he's not completely insane he has a purpose he has in his own eyes he's doing exactly what he needs to be doing he's doing insanity what he knows is right and that's what makes a really good villain but even that aside i think it was Visually great, a lot of really. I was gonna say we should have said that a long time ago. Really? It's, this show looks gorgeous. I mean, from the fights, uh, very well done. I mean, you get all kinds of angles at just the right times, uh, catching really cool things. The 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 new Gundam. I I'm sorry. I have a second best right next to the X. I still think X is like the best or the strongest ever. This one is probably right my favorite right now. Think the funnels? The funnels were freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree on that one. Um but yeah, it was just it was fantastically done. I mean, it wasn't just really good animation. It was, yeah, like you mentioned, the idea of this just the panned animation shots is just really, really awesome. Um, and I was thankful that they did look like they finally started implementing CG into there, but they kept it strictly to the colonies. They had colonies that were CG, but it didn't I stand was, out badly. I, when you said that, I was impressed because I didn't see sh- CG. I thought it was hand-painted. It looked gorgeous. I thought that was a really cool panning scene, that particular scene. Yeah, pretty much every scene where they had the colonies, they had the... The CG going, but like I said, unless they had like the you know hand drawn uh, spacecrafts going over, that was about the only time where it kind of stood out because you had something that was obviously with depth with something that was drawn going across it. But other than that, it, it looked really fantastic. So, and even to add to that is the the audio, the music was 
was great. Even though the audio, we kind of mentioned the idea that it takes a lot from Star Wars, a lot of Star Wars sound effects, but the music was very orchestral. It was very awesome. I, I well, liked a lot of the, the ramped up orchestral music well, when things started ramping up. Every battle that ramped up, the orchestral music was like just laying it in. Yeah, I, side note, I thought that the mu- the music and sound was wonderful. Um, when I was talking about the Star Wars thing, I was talking about kind of the 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 feel of some of the moments in the show um in particular just to take for example the uh the scene where sh- uh the girl one of the girls was uh doing the the gunner she mm-hmm. was being a gunner in that scene um that felt like a star wars scene and, and and there was several other scenes that to me felt like star wars scenes is yeah, so the only one that really stood out for me uh, written wise was probably the here we're gonna go after the 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 big the big object that they're trying to land into the the earth yeah and the, they were the plotting out the war going in there and yeah. shooting it and all that kind of stuff and not getting out kind of aspect to added to it so that was but no for me it was like I could just hear the the sound effects before then and yeah the, the, they did the one of the there was a Gundam fight between Shar and Armuro and and they both turned on their beam beam uh, swords and. <laughs> I was going more, more for the 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 laser shooting and stuff like that, but yeah, a lot of the a lot of the combat sequences where they're just kind of just laying out artillery from these these ships. It was like the massive damage that they were sh- portraying. I mean, you had that kind of in the previous ones, but whenever you had it, it was just usually if it was from the distance, you seen the lasers kind of shoot in different directions or. They had the 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 gun the shooting happening, and then you'll see the, the a ship kind of just get tore apart. But this one had like this layout of just a whole bunch of them lined up and just artillery going off, and it just looked like it was creating havoc. And just really really appreciated how much. Oh, I loved the sense of scale that the the battle itself portrayed, which was absolutely. I mean, you you like when they were talking about oh these missiles are coming through and then all of a sudden oh there's one nuclear that came through and and then or somebody blows up a whole bunch of nuclears and it was just just this massive explosion it felt like a big battle and and i don't know how else to better describe it i mean yeah the the people coming up and uh lined up like andrew was mentioning or the the just the scale of the um the missiles just going through and these big old barrages and they were just shooting off all kinds of dummies all over the place to make it look like a bigger fleet than was actually there it just felt like a big big battle yeah definitely um but yeah definitely appreciate seeing more of uh bright bright was is epic as usual He's probably that boy, easily one that of my boy, favorite. That boy's the that boy's the I'm Miyazaki of, uh, <laughs> of of Gundam. He ain't never going to retire. <laughs> He's always going to be thrown around. And it's always sad because we kind of mentioned that with like I think it was Zeta or maybe it was yeah I think it was Zeta how he's kind of just pushed around. It's like that's bright Noah, dude. That's bright Noah. You don't push that guy around. He's been through a lot. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. You don't understand. <laughs> uh, Amaro Ray was definitely a lot stronger in this one than he was in the previous one. Of course, previous ones being much older. And granted, I'm seeing that a little bit differently in Origin. Shar, we've already talked in extensive quests. Yeah, Amaro's at, what, 30 years old now? He's getting up there. Yeah, he's getting up there. Quests, like, like I mentioned before, she was a spitfire. My gosh, <laughs> 
no pun intended. We got a kick out of her, her at first, and then she just kind of like went downhill real quick. It was like, oh. And that goes in the idea of it. You trying to bring in a character for a movie, and you're trying to flesh them out to do something really dynamic, and it just doesn't work when you have that time frame. So she's kind of a, a, a casualty to what they were trying to do with that, which didn't really work out too well. But, I mean, it fit her in the idea that she was a snotty, rich kid that was spoiled to death, but at the same time... Their difficulty in there, and no, I think the most jarring moment was definitely when she uh, she went crazy on uh, what's her name, Sean. Sean was awesome, by the way, but go- her just flipping out on Sean was like, what the heck? She was like, you're in the way of me and Amuro. It's like you've he literally walked by you one time. <laughs> it's not like you kissed and made out or anything. He literally said, you probably shouldn't go past here, and then left you. Now, do you think that that was a a uh, a cut for, because of directing time, you know, the amount Could of time be. that that they felt like they had to get that little bit of extra. Maybe there was an extra scene where she jumped in front of her at some point because, oh, hey, snotty kid, you're in the way of me talking to uh, Amuro to get something important done. And then that scene is the scene that we've seen. And then she's complaining. It just felt way out of place. Now, it was funny. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we but... laughed a lot. <laughs> well, I don't know girl, if it was that intended. Girl's that girl's crazy. <laughs> that girl's nuts. That girl's crazy. Like, she's spit on her dad and she's flipping out on <laughs> she's flipping out on Sean. I mean, what the heck's with this girl? And then she's going over here and she's controlling funnels. I mean, it was it was, it was was crazy. Just she was, she her jump to anger was really, really crazy. And of course, like I said, it yeah, I can contribute to her being a snotty kid. and I don't know. I guess that's really the only ones I can really kind of get any talk out of. I don't want to talk about Hathaway because I hate his guts and I don't want to get back into that again. <laughs> so yeah, I guess he I'll was the only there. one who beat Quest. I, that, that's the only thing that we will say is Hathaway is the only one that beat Quest as far as characters that irritated the snot out of us in the show <laughs> like i said i that's that's really my my main key issues was just the fact that they really shouldn't have brought in new characters and also the idea of we really need some of these other side stories that explain char better but outside of that it, i mean even even if you're not drawing the entire conclusions of it is still a very entertaining series or an entire uh, entertaining movie itself that had a lot of really great action great uh animation great music with some really cool little conclusions to Shar and Amaro's story which we've been waiting for a conclusion for for quite some time and that, that definitely attributes to the idea of just Amaro and Shar have always been at each other ever since the moment of Lala in the very first season or very first uh, Mobile Suit Gundam so like I said seeing a conclusion that's finally really really cool so yeah anything else to add nope we talked a lot about Char, which is great because I really awesome character. So. Well, Char is easily one of the most interesting characters in the show. I mean, and it's it's hard to point that out knowing that I know he is technically the quote unquote antihero, I guess is what you want to call him. Yeah. I don't know what is a better description of him because he's been on both sides of the aisle, but he's easily one of the most interesting characters in the show, it's the series as a whole. Yeah. yeah. It feels like everything's tying around him. It's the it's he's like the uh, he's the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to the Illuminati. Uh, Illuminati confirmed right there. The, the glasses confirmed right there. It's Char. All star. <laughs> but you, you ready for double ninety six or double ninety six now? Unicorn Gundam. 
You ready for the I'm, 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 I'm all for it. I mean, <laughs> what? This is one down out of all of the goods so far. So, yeah. Yeah, and then we also have Victory Gundam, which is still in line, too. But that's like 100 and... That's like one oh one fifty something. It's like way in the future, like fifty years in the future. So I don't think he'll have any returning cast. <laughs> he'll have Amuro, and he'll be he'll be like a hundred years old. Like, oh, you ornery snots! This is what you yeah. do with a Gundam. <laughs> Get out of that Gundam! I'll take care of these whippersnappers. <laughs> it's good. It's like oldie Gundam, and it has like a cane and everything. <laughs> he, he's we gonna, gonna quit this gonna, Gundam with a cane. He's gonna randomly go. <laughs> Camille walks up behind him with a little cane because he's not he's not as bad. He's not on the walker like Amaro, but he's got a cane because he's getting up there now. <laughs> 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 I can just imagine the the moment that like Amuro is in his deathbed, and then it's confirmed that he's he's passed, and somebody's like, he died with a smile on his face. His last words were, "La." la. <laughs> <laughs> he finally be with "La la." Judo's over there going, "Blue." <laughs> he's not quite to the point of 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 Kane yet, but he's he's getting there. He's probably running the ship. <laughs> And 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 Bright is still the same age. He never <laughs> aged. He just walks age. in. And he's like, I need a new kid to pilot a new Gundam. You guys don't need kids. <laughs> it's like Bright is like a kidnapper. He's literally a kidnapper. That's a, a a captain. He just goes around and steals people kids, puts them in Gundams, and ships them off. Yep, pretty much. He he he's he's the Illuminati. He's the one training all these Gundam pilots. He he just finds talent. He's he's like he's like the um uh, what's the guy that does the um the 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 star search show? I don't know. <laughs> the British guy who talks crap like crap. Uh, I don't remember his name offhand. <laughs> Anywho, we got a, a weird You're tangent. crap kid. Get out of my <laughs> Just get off the stage. Get off Boot the stage. Off. You got three X's. Anyhow, that's our review for Mobile Suit Gundam Shards Attack, if, you, if, you've, if you're still with us. But again, this is a uh, review copy that we got from Nozomi Entertainment. We appreciate them sending us a copy so that we can review it. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed listening to this and hoping you guys enjoyed learning about uh, Shards Counterattack. Hopefully all of our Gundam fans aren't like angry at us because I got something wrong about Shard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have. Uh, but again, we're at TalkingSphere.com. You can go there for our news reviews. Coverage of new and old anime is at our, was our forum community at the top there. Social media links on the right side. And all that good jazz. And we appreciate you guys for listening to us. We hope that you guys enjoyed. And you all take care. Os.
die in a fire Hathaway. <laughs>